Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is brought to you by the Town of Vail and hosted by Manor Vale Lodge, important partners of the 2018 Vail Dance Festival. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. So good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us here at one of the festival forums. Um, we're excited to give you a behind-the-scenes look, behind look today with one of our festival artists. My name is Michael Breeden. And my name is Rebecca Ferraro, and we are former Miami City Ballet dancers, and now we are the hosts of the podcast Conversations on Dance. And we are here at the festival to conduct these forums like this, and we also are conducting um, interviews with festival artists that we will be publishing on our website and on iTunes, so be sure to look for that. So today we're joined by Roman Mejia, who is one of the festival's rising stars. Thank you for joining us before you have to run over to rehearsal. And <laughs> of course. <laughs> sure. Really appreciate it. So great to have you. Uh, before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that we will be opening up the floor to some questions at the end. So if you have anything for him, please hang on to it and we will get to it at the end of the interview. So um, last year when you were here in Vail, you had your apprenticeship with New York City Ballet, but mm -hmm. technically you were still a student. Um, how is it that Damien and Heather became aware of your dancing and how did you get invited to the festival? Uh, well, um, Tyler kind of brought it up. Oh. Uh, I was walking in through the stage door at the Coke Theater, and mm -hmm. Tyler stopped me, and she was like, do you know who Damien Wetzel is? I mean, we kind of do this little festival in Vail, and he'd love you to be a part <laughs> of it. This little festival. And I was, <laughs> I was like, of course, of course I'd love to. I'd love to come down. And it yep. was, that's how I... Yeah, um, so they so got in touch yeah. with you right away. So, yeah. so one of your first professional experiences then was sharing the stage with these world-class artists. What was that like for you? It's very inspiring. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible because um, I, when I was younger, I used to watch all these dancers on YouTube for hours, 
and coming in and taking class with them each morning was just, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. Were there any dancers in particular that you were just super starstruck by? Herman. Yeah. (laughs) Herman. Herman was definitely Uh just like, wow. Yeah. It was incredible. Were you intimidated at all? I mean, that's... Everyone here is super nice. Yeah. Which is... It's incredible. Mm. Very it's welcoming. Great. <laughs> Very welcoming. Yeah. Good. So let's rewind a little bit and talk about how you first became interested in ballet and how you started dancing. Well, um, I was born into a family of dancers. My mom was a dancer and my dad was also a dancer. And um, I, I don't think I was forced into it so much. I was just kind of, I was, I was born and my mom and my dad were teaching classes. So they just kind of took me along and it was really nice. I was at the theater all the time, watching rehearsals, watching classes. And when I turned three, I took my first dance class. And <laughs> so I just kind of, it'll happen. Uh-huh. Right. So we talk a lot about how for some dancers, when their parents aren't familiar with the art form, it can kind of be mm-hmm. a little scary for them yeah. to really understand what it is we want to do. You don't want to go to college. What does that mean? Yeah. So how do you feel like um, you really benefited from having parents who understood the field and really could lead you in the right direction? My parents were very supportive. They didn't, for them, it didn't really matter what I did. I actually didn't dance at all for a year because I thought I didn't like it. And they were very supportive of it. I did other things. I played soccer. I I did Taekwondo. (laughs) You know, like, I did, you know, some completely different things. Mm -hmm. And my parents were very supportive, and I'm really thankful for that. How old were you? What was that year that you took off? Um... 10 to 11, maybe 11 to 12. I feel like that's that's the year where if you started early, then you kind of get... Fidgety yeah. and you're like, I don't yeah. know if I want to do yeah. this. You have to push through, push through the 10s and 11s. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So how did you come back? Well, um, my parents wanted me to audition for this fine arts school in Fort Worth. And um, I auditioned with dance and theater. And um, I had to take dance classes over there. I wasn't really into it. <laughs> but um, I did it. And a little, little school near me needed boys for Nutcracker. So... I was just, I, I did it, and mm-hmm. I fell in love with it again. Right. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did your parents' uh, background in ballet shape your background and er, what you were interested in? Uh, specifically, both of them have a b- uh, background in balancing yes. training. Um, so was that something you were immediately interested in, or did, did you feel like their influence made you go that direction? Or Well, it's really interesting, actually, because I didn't really know who my father was until I was 12. I mean, um, I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in all the balancing. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wasn't really exposed to that as a kid, um, which was really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. (laughs) 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 Because my dad was a co-artistic director with this Russian company in Texas, so I was exposed to Spartacus Uh and Corsair. That's what I lived with. And it's kind of, I like that. I love that background too, Uh but... When I turned 12 and I, when I was 13, I realized I wanted to go to SAB for mm-hmm. the summer. That's when I, you know, found everything out. And <laughs> it's really interesting that it'll happen that way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what was it that brought you to SAB uh, specifically? What were you, why were you interested in that school? Um, well, I, I went to a, a school in Texas that was ABT based, mm-hmm. um, mostly because my dad just wanted me to have an experience with other male dancers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I was always the only boy right. and there were a lot of boys at this one school and he wanted me to get feel for competition mm-hmm. this is what it's going to be like later on so um, 
I had a friend who went to the SAB summer course and she was like, you should totally come. It's so much fun, you know? And <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. It's fun. It, it sounds great. So um, I told my dad, I was like, dad, I want to go to SAB next summer. And he said, okay, so we have to take you out of this school. And um, he was uh, friends with, you know, a family that had a Pilates studio mm -hmm. and they had extra space. So my dad and his friend kind of built a studio just for me and my little sister, and my little brother to train to go to SAB. Uh -huh. And so um, it's kind of turned into a school because, you know, and sure. we all went to SAB. My sister went to SAB. I went to SAB. And that's just how we all got into it. Uh -huh. sure. yeah. what, what about SAB clicked for you? Because obviously you liked it enough in the summer that you, yeah. you know, when they asked you to stay, you said yes. Well, I, I saw New York City Ballet in Saratoga and mm -hmm. I was completely blown away. It's the first time I've ever seen them live. Mm -hmm. What was, was the program? I saw Steadfast and Soldier. Mm -hmm. I saw Walpurgis Knot. Mm -hmm. I saw Justin Peck's Everywhere We Go. And I saw Peter Martin's Todo Buenos Aires. That's a great program. Yeah. That's enough to blow you away. It was away, incredible. I would imagine. So what was the first um, few years for you like at SAB? It was, it was, I loved it. I really did. I had a great time. Mm -hmm. And um, just focusing. And it was really nice because um, coming from my dad's my dad's studio, I didn't really, I mean, I had experience with other male dancers. But coming up to New York and seeing how clean everybody was, mm -hmm. it was a real eye-opener for me. Because right. I was really into just growing up with all these Russian dancers, all the bravura and the big, just tricks. the posing and the tricks. <laughs> right. I mean, so it really opened up my eyes, yeah. mm -hmm. and it was it was really nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you always have uh, a natural work ethic? Because I'm thinking back, actually, Rebecca and I first noticed you. We came to watch Susie Pilar's class, uh -huh. and um, the boys don't generally take uh, the female teachers' classes. But when when workshop happens, the schedule gets moved around. So you had rehearsal later in the day. So yeah. you ended up in the girls' class. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca and I were immediately like that guy. He and he's such a hard worker too. Mm -hmm. Was that something mm -hmm. that came naturally to you? I just love to work. <laughs> I really do. I love to work, and um, it's just I love working. Mm. That's just, that's all it is. If it's, you love ballet, it makes I you love ballet. I love to work. <laughs> I love to see myself improve. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. It's fun. Did you have a hard time um, changing your style of dance, um, coming to the balancing technique then? I know your dad was yeah. helping you with it, but... Not really. It all really made a lot of sense mm -hmm. because the way um, I was training back with that Russian school, mm -hmm. it was all very old school mm -hmm. Russian. And my dad came from... Um, he was in SAB with Iglevsky and Obukov, mm -hmm. all those great teachers. So it was all more or less the same. Right. Um, it's not like we used all of this, all right. the Epelma bar. Uh -huh. But, um, I mean, I had to change a little bit, but, and, you know, crossing your tondus right. front and back. But it was, uh, the way my dad explained it was very, very clear. See, and it made a lot of sense. I love that. Because yeah. I feel like that's how it always happens. I mean, yeah. I, I was also Russian trained. And when you see these things that are so jarring at first, yeah. and you're like, what does this even mean? Why would you turn from a, a straight back leg versus yeah. two, mm -hmm. two bent legs? And then as soon as you have someone explain it, yeah. either it's like, well, it looks better, or oh, it makes yeah. it easier, or it's more efficient. And you're just mm -hmm. like, oh, why wasn't I always doing it? Always doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right? I always feel that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about your SAB workshop. You know, okay. you made a huge splash in uh, Peter Martin's Hallelujah, Hallelujah Junction in 2017. 
Uh, I was there for that. Uh, <laughs> and that performance is really important and special to any student. How many years were you at SAD? Uh, that was my second year. Yeah, so you, you've been waiting for two years for this yeah. moment. Um, it's the culmination of your training. Uh, did you find yourself nervous leading up to it, or had the stage always been a comfortable place for you? Um, I've always felt comfortable on stage, but leading up to that workshop, I was a little nervous because the year before that, um, I had a chance to do uh, Peter Martin's Le Gentilhomme, mm -hmm. The Middle Boy, and uh, Susie was staging Dance Concertant, and I got to learn the pas de deux couple. But I had injured myself, mm -hmm. and um, I sprained my ankle pretty bad. I tore a couple ligaments, and it just, it was, it, it sucked. It really did. Yeah. It, was, it was really <laughs> sad. So the next year, um, leading up to workshop, I saw I was casted for Peter Martin's Hallelujah Junction. I was like, okay, I can't miss it up. Right. You know, I got to stay healthy. And um, there, were, there were a couple scares because this ankle now is just, I have to really take care of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but by the time it got up, got up to workshop time, I was healthy. And I was also, I was also doing um, Hallelujah Junction. I was a soloist boy. My friend Darius Black was um, the pot of the boy. And we had just, we just had a blast, uh -huh. and that whole cast was we were all great friends, mm -hmm. so we were all in, in it together, and it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. How did you end up getting offered your um, apprenticeship? Well, um, earlier that year, uh, Peter just needed I guess a couple extra boys for Nutcracker, mm -hmm. and um, he pulled me and another boy into the office, and he said, "We just would you like to do Nutcracker and Sleeping Beauty?" And I said, "Of course." We, of course, <laughs> we said, "Of course." Of course, we said, "Of course." <laughs> and so we just did Nutcracker and Sleeping Beauty, and then the next year we came back to start our apprenticeships, and then that November I got my core contract. Yeah, that's so great. It happened really fast for you. Yeah. 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 Um, so less than two months after this workshop we were discussing, you were here in Vail. Um, so what was the transition like for you going from rigorous school classes and working on workshop yeah. to coming here and having full, like company life, like full days of rehearsals? I felt, I felt really prepared mm -hmm. because I didn't have to, I didn't have to go to Saratoga that year. So I came home for mm -hmm. about a couple of weeks and I worked with my dad and I had to do Tarantella that mm -hmm. year. So uh, we really worked up to it, the stamina-wise, stamina because I knew it was going to be really hard up here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've heard stories. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to be prepared. So we, were, we worked on it like twice a day, every day. And we got to the point where I could run it and feel great and do it again in like five minutes. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I my stamina was incredible. It was great. And then I came up here and then... I felt I felt really prepared, like company class. Sure. As you said, it was. Um, <laughs> I felt really prepared, mm -hmm. but the altitude—that yeah. <laughs> altitude is no joke. Yeah. It's I, I would imagine. I mean, yeah. it's hard enough to adjust to company life. It's so different from yeah. taking class all the time, and yeah. then you throw on the altitude. But yeah, um, sounds like doing Tarantella twice back to back and feeling totally okay. No, we were, yeah. we were, <laughs> we were, yeah, we really drilled it. You. So am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Damien and Heather are known for being very nurturing with their dancers here at the Vail Dance Festival. So um, what was it about your experience with them that you feel like maybe you took with you throughout this past year um, after your first experience here in Vail? Mm. Well, they're very, they make me feel very comfortable. They make, I think they make everybody feel very comfortable. And it's just, it makes, it really makes you look forward to coming back next year. Mm -hmm. It's really great. And on top of that, all the dancers are extremely nice. Everybody is looks out for each other. Mm -hmm. Everyone's so supportive. You know, it's, uh, so are they. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. 
did you have what were some of the ballets that you worked with them on or did they work with you on everything um no we've we've worked we just worked on tarantella we've worked on tchaikovsky Padida and william tell mm -hmm. but that's all we've worked on with each other but mm -hmm. it's i i really hope we get to do more yeah, yeah. it's really great yeah. So what were some of the experiences that you had here last year that you feel like had a really personal impact on you? Um, definitely dar dancing Tarantella with, with Lauren, mm -hmm. you know, because coming from the school, looking up to all these dancers and getting to dance with them, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I never ever thought I was going to be able to do Tchaikovsky Padado with Tyler Peck. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> it's it's mm -hmm. unbelievably inspiring. Yeah. It's great. Last year, uh, speaking of Tarantella, I mean, how many times did you end up performing it? I feel like... You did it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty evenly spaced out. But yeah. I, I just... Rebecca and I were always in awe. We'd look at the rehearsal schedule to see who we could talk to that day. And it was every single day, Roman, who had just been... He had performed it, you know, two days ago or yesterday, and he was still rehearsing during the day, Tarantella. <laughs> Every um, day. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, such a hard worker. Yeah. Um, but everyone was already commenting on how from performance to performance you were evolving um, and deepening your understanding of the role. Uh, how did you take that experience back with you to New York City Ballet? Well, um, I feel like the more and more I get to do a role, and it was nice that it was really evenly spaced out and when I got to work on it every day, I felt like I could, you could, you find, you find little, little places where you can relax mm -hmm. a little bit, especially up here. I felt like, um, it's, it's a really good thing. I love making my debuts up here mm -hmm. because when I go back down to sea level, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly when to relax uh. and I know when to not push myself, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's talk about your, your first year at New York City Ballet now. Uh -huh. um, you had a, a pretty awesome break in the fall gala, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> in Gianna Risen's uh, Composer's Holiday. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's rare for a new dancer to get a big opportunity. Um, so that was a really exciting moment yeah, for you. Do was. you feel like it was um, daunting going in, saying like, okay, I'm the new kid on the block and I have to prove myself? Or mm -hmm. did you feel like, this is a good way for me to keep my momentum? I, you know, I did... A principal and workshop and I had all mm -hmm. these opportunities in Vail I can keep yeah. going this way a little bit of both um, a little <laughs> bit of both definitely a little bit of both but um, again I, I I've known Gianna since we were in the school and we mm -hmm. were great friends and it was also just such a great cast greatly yeah. so I was also dancing with one of my one of, another one of my friends mm -hmm. Emma and um, she was so great in that as yeah well too. And we were gonna, we were supposed to do actually dance concertant together. So it was like we were oh. kind of putting off dancing with each other up until then. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, that ballet was uh, a much younger cast, Gianna cast, yeah. people that she was familiar with, and so it probably felt like a more comfortable way to have it was your very, first. Moment, yeah, it was big a very, moments. it was very comfortable. Of course, friends. I was nervous, mm -hmm. but it was, it was very comfortable. Yeah. It's very nice. So the opportunities continued to pile up for you, for, for you from there. You did tea in Nutcracker, and um, the winter and spring season continued to bring you great opportunities. Um, so let's talk a little bit about them. Um, firstly, you danced the fawn in fall of Jerome Robbins' Four yeah. Seasons. Was this your first Robbins ballet that you worked on? That Yeah, that, I think that was my first Robbins ballet, my first principal role in a Robbins ballet. What was <laughs> that process like? Because working on Robbins ballets can be a little bit different than yeah. some others. Um, well, the fawn in Four Seasons, uh, I feel like you get a lot of, um, 
you can really it's it's you can do whatever you want with it. Not mm -hmm. really because there's there's set choreography, but it's 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 you can you can make it your own because mm -hmm. you there's been a lot of different versions on it and um, uh, JP the ballet master um, he was really great and um, it was <coughs> I think it was also also a really relaxing experience because it was fun it wasn't and it wasn't too hard it wasn't too puffy uh -huh. um, you get to go off stage a lot <laughs> after you do all your tricks you go you go off stage for a few minutes and just kind of get you get you get, you get to relax a little. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, yeah, doing Fawn in Four Seasons was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and I felt like it was really me. Yeah. yeah. J I think JP was the original in the role. He was the original, yeah. yeah. So oh. did he have specific um, knowledge from that rehearsal process, or did, were there any stories he would say, well, Jerry wanted this at this point, or? Mm. Um, well, he, used to tell, he, he told me that um, he was having, uh, apparently, um, Mr. Robbins was having a really hard time choreographing the fall movement. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jean-Pierre said he would do a lot of it was his own. Mm -hmm. So he said um, he used to have, he used to not even have to rehearse it because it was just so, it was so, um, it wasn't, it wasn't really as, it, it wasn't, you know, you get to go off stage a lot. And um, he said he just, it, it's one of those things where you could um, just do it, uh -huh. you know? Interesting. Cool. Um, so let's talk about another Robbins Ballet yeah. that you premiered in, Fancy Free. You were one Very of the fun. three soldiers. Or soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> sailors. Um, which sailor were you? Uh, I was a short one. I was a bulldog. Double tour to the split. How was that yeah. double tour to the splits? How did that feel for it you? It took a little bit of practice because um, usually the guys that do it are righties. So yes. I'm a lefty. I turn to the left. And um, did, you, did they let you switch it? They did. Actually, oh. I was trying it at one, po at one point. I was doing it to the right. Uh -huh. But it just took too much energy out of me because at that point, you're going, going into the solo. Um, you and the other two sailors are kind of fighting over the other two girls. And uh, you kind of lose yourself. And I, I know I have to take it easy, <laughs> but um, I get too into it sometimes. So bef that my walk around before my solo, I have to walk around real slow. And um, I kind of realized how tired I was. I was mm -hmm. like, uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> I, was too, I, already, I blew it already, kind of. <laughs> so, um, um, but uh, halfway through the rehearsal process, we found a way, because I didn't really want to end the split back to the audience. Right, yeah. Because um, if you do to the left, you have to yeah. Yeah. You know, back to the audience. And I didn't want to do that. So I ended up switching my feet and then doing the double tour oh. that way. And it ended up being easier. Wow. It's like double, doing a double tour of the knee, except you just... Go a little further. That's so interesting. <laughs> the split, yeah, yeah. So there's ways you can adapt yeah. things for you. So that's <laughs> certainly a ballet that Jerry was very specific about. Oh um, yeah, very. So he, I know he would have like, um, Lourdes was in the original New York City Ballet cast. Yeah. And she talked about how he would make them. Uh, the first rehearsal was just them talking about their characters. They didn't even yeah. dance at all. And he'd make them go right out what they thought. Um, like, what did your sailor eat for breakfast? Or like, yeah. where's your sailor it from? It was really what, specific. Like, what's yeah. their family background? So yeah. what kind of um, work did you have to put in on that side of things for the characterization? Well, um, JP definitely worked a lot. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of stopping in the rehearsal. Like, OK, by this point, we should already know who your characters are. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it's in the beginning. Already in that first dance, we mm -hmm. should already we should already see that. Okay, this guy is the short little tough guy. This yeah. guy's he's he's cute. He's from Kansas, you know. <laughs> he's sweet. <laughs> the other guy's from Miami. He's smooth, you yeah. know. Like we should already be able to see that. So there, it was really it's really specific, mm -hmm. uh -huh. very specific. So yeah. yeah. Uh, another role that you did that ha required a lot of um, 
deep thought about characterization was when you debuted in Mercutio and Peter Martin's Romeo and Juliet. So what was your process for that? Because that's such an iconic role. Yeah. Um, well, preparing for Mercutio, it, it definitely took a while, um, especially um, for me acting. Um, I've never really gotten to act like that on stage. I mean, Fancy Free was you know, a- acting. Yeah, I never got a death scene before. I've never been dramatic. So, and um, but I felt Mercutio came really naturally to mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. I already feel like I'm. I feel like I have. I embody a little bit of that personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but def- that dancing, um, that first act ballroom variation is. So tough. it was it was really tough, and um, so there's a lot of. Um, extra hours mm. going to the gym working on st- on my stamina because yeah it was a lot and sword fighting too mm-hmm. it takes a lot out of you but preparing for it um and working on my acting uh it was it was a great ex- it mm. was it was it was great it was did such a great experience did you have like a a uh, coach or someone who yes, was especially um, influential. Katie Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, one of the ballet masters in uh, New York City Ballet, helped me a lot mm-hmm. through that and getting through, like mm-hmm. how to get through these variations because mm-hmm. there are also so many versions of it, uh-huh. and a lot of people emphasize different things. Mm-hmm. But and I kind of went into it um, going all the way through it, um, not taking it easy, uh-huh. you know, yeah, yeah, just trying to like punch it all out. But then you know later on you kind of realize okay. This can be a little less. This can be a little more. You know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done a ballet that didn't kill you? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, these all sound it hard. Seems like we're just like Roman can do anything. Let's <laughs> stick him out there and yeah. see what happens. No, all. I mean, I think all the rep that I've done has been has been pretty tricky. Really stamina, stamina driven. wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty so, tricky. <clears throat> well, it's sometimes uh, you know New York City Ballet is full of these stories of young apprentice ladies getting these opportunities. You know, Alexandra Ancinelli did Dewdrop on her 16th birthday. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Suzanne, I think, was 19 or 20 when she debuted the full-length Don Q with Balanchine. So it's it's very common for women to get these opportunities, but less common for men. I was kind of going back, and I couldn't think, I think the only other male as a teenager that I remember in recent memory Mm -hmm. would be Robbie Fairchild getting these sorts of opportunities. So um, it's... A big deal anyway that you're getting these great opportunities, but so soon is really rare. Why do you think management felt that you were ready for the task? Well, um, I think I I feel very comfortable on stage, and I adapt really easily. Um, I think that they saw that, Mm -hmm. and um, I hope they saw that. Mm -hmm. I hope that's the reason why, And, um, and I love doing it. And I love the challenge and just, as again, working, mm-hmm. love working. <laughs> I love <laughs> working. Loves it all. <laughs> I love working so much. And, um, and I think, I think they saw that and, mm-hmm. and I could do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. And so, and they, they, I think challenging me, mm-hmm. they, I think they like to challenge me. Mm-hmm. And I love to take it. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what are some elements of your dancing that you think, um, because this is so like the virtuosity does come so naturally to you. What are some things that you are really hoping to um, refine and expand on um, as you move further into your career? Um, I usually do a lot of the shorter, more gestury <coughs> roles. But mm-hmm. in on my first tour, I took my first tour in DC mm-hmm. to the Kennedy Center. That's where I debuted Fancy Free. Mm-hmm. 
And but earlier that week, I got a really great chance to uh, dance Peter Martin's Zakuski Padada oh. with um, another soloist, uh-huh. uh, Indiana Woodward, and uh, and it was different, much more different. It was more romantic. It was slow. My variation was more adagio mm-hmm. controlled, and um, also really hard. <laughs> 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 but um, and I I felt really honored that they gave me a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I look forward to getting more of those roles where I can act more romantic, more adagio, mm. um, because I love those two. And um, I just, I, I, and I love to work work on that as mm. well, because mm-hmm. I, I, I always get to do the tricks. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm, tricks are great fun, but being able to go out there with a partner and to have this connection to look each other in the eyes and be romantic, it's 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 a whole different thing. Yeah. It's so much nice. It's really nice. Yeah. I almost prefer it. <laughs> like, it's great. You get to breathe for a second. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have a feeling that a lot of us in this room saw him in Chai Paul last night with Tyler. Yes, a lot of heads nodding. <laughs> Bravo. You were terrific last night. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was great. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, you talked about how you worked on Tarantella last year. Yeah. So how did you tackle uh, Chai Paw this year? I didn't have as much preparation this year because I went to Saratoga mm-hmm. this time with New York City Ballet. So I really just had three days in Texas. So it was, and I had worked on it once with Tyler in the city with Damien and Heather. And uh, we just kind of ran through the pot of it. And I didn't really do anything full out like uh-huh. Dakota or but we, we had a version, me and Damien thought of a version for me. And um, so I went home for three days and I drilled it. I had to, because um, I, really, I didn't really feel prepared enough mm-hmm. to like really get through it mm-hmm. up, like in this altitude. So, um, Who taught it to you, or did you do? Uh, I, I'd learned it in the school. Okay. Right. Yeah. I learned it in the school with Pata de class. So I knew the Pata de, I knew the variation. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd done the coda once for um, Balanchine's birthday celebration mm-hmm. at the theater. Yeah. So. Um, I, I knew it, and I felt prepared. I I, I felt comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. It was just a whole matter. It was just a matter of get, being Stamina. able to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, you got through it. Yeah. <laughs> I got through it. <laughs> How many days did you have to adjust to the altitude this year uh, before performing? Well, I was opening night, and I got in the day before opening oh. night. So, I mean, yeah, my first night was definitely really... It was just a matter of being just getting through it, not doing the most you can, just keeping Tyler on the leg uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, making, making sure she looks good and yeah. getting through what I had to do. Uh-huh. And I was, and by the end of it, I was pretty happy with, with how I got through it. And, you know, I, I, you know, did what I had to. So I was really looking forward to my second, mm-hmm. my second shot at it. Cause I right. felt a little, I had been rehearsing it. Right. It's, it was still really hard. You still feel like you kind of want to die, uh-huh. but, um, <laughs> but you know, I found the spots where you can really, um, um, you know, just stop take and rest, take bit. it easy, breathe. Mm. Um, so I felt like I got to do a little more with my second performance right. of it. And of course, the second time you feel better because you're like, I've done it before. Oh, I know so I can better, do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is about <laughs> dancing with Tyler, I get so nervous before I go on stage, especially for Chai Pa. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I go out there, hold her hand to do the first three walks, it's like she makes you feel so comfortable. Yeah. She, you know, she's smiling. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am. Uh, I feel so lucky yeah. to be dancing with you right now. <laughs> so since we've talked so much about how you, you're acing these lung busters, um, <laughs> do you, uh, what is the hardest performance you've ever had, individual performance? Hmm. 
<laughs> we in the well, options. <laughs> Tchaikovsky Paradeo Pierre is on that first thing. Yeah. Pretty up there. But Hallelujah Junction is it's hard, right? Any of those Peter ballets, mm-hmm. Zakuski Paradeo was that coda just goes on forever. Mm-hmm. And there's a little part in the coda where you just kind of stop and everyone thinks it's over. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be over, <laughs> but you still have like two more minutes. Mm-hmm. You have two more minutes of it, and it, it's it's kind of slow. That part is slow, but then the end speeds up again, and you're like, yeah, yeah. you know. But um, but definitely, I think I think Chai Pa was pretty pretty difficult up, up here. Yeah. Is there a dream role that you're looking to tackle in your career? Mm. You can pick a few. There are a lot. <laughs> There's so many, but Prodigal Son oh, is definitely is definitely my top. I think Prodigal Son. I I want to do a Romeo one day. Yeah. Um, there are there are a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot. But Prodigal Son, I think, is definitely one that I wanna oh. I wanna get to do one day. There's a lot in that's, your future yeah. still. <laughs> I vote for you in any Edward role. Yes. I, I love Rubies. it. I, I love, vote for I love Rubies, all yeah. of Eddie's yeah. roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I vote Rubies. <laughs> uh, That'd be great fun. I think now we can open up the floor to audience questions. Yep. Yes. Right here. Yes. There's there's always a little bit I think I you you there's always you feel a little bit of like tension between people but um, I feel but I, f- I I feel like I I surround myself with a lot of supportive people and people that I support and people that support me so it's. I feel like I'm in a really healthy place. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, you're only as good as your last performance, so mm. you just have to keep working and um, keep working, keep your blinders on. Um, and, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, you be know nice to I, everyone. You know, I have to say about that is because I'm from the older generation. <laughs> uh, a lot of people from my class would be some of the people that you're maybe talking about. And um, you're so sincere and uh you know not arrogant at all so maybe i think you might sometimes think that someone might think this about you but all i ever hear when his name comes up is he's gosh that guy is so talented i love watching him and i can't wait to see where he goes so i think you have to support the whole company (laughs) (laughs) any other questions yes in the back either one of you Well, um, my dad uh, was a very good partner, and um, he taught me a lot. I, um, he talked a lot about Jacques D'Amboise, mm-hmm. and um, just watching video Jacques, and I had another great teacher in the school, Jacques Soto, mm-hmm. who said you should disappear behind your partner. You shouldn't even be noticed. And uh, I think partnering, for me, has, uh, it's come a long way. Because when I first started partnering, it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a mess. I was shorter than all my partners. 
It was tiny. It was just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like I've really, I've really just started to improve upon it. And um, being in the company, we don't get part of the classes. So, and I don't get a chance to partner a lot. Mm-hmm. So you, you really just have to keep working on it um, on your own time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely credit my dad and Jock Soto a lot because mm-hmm. watching them, Jock was an incredible partner and he knew where to be at the right time, the way his hands were positioned, mm-hmm. um, the way he showed off the ballerina and the way he really kind of disappears mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. behind her and it's all about her. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that, yeah. One more back here, sir. You had a question? Um, just two, if I may. One of them is y- your work is so, when you are on stage, you're killing yourself, you're really using a lot of e- energy. What do you do to get ready for that in terms of exercise? Is it all in the classroom, or do you actually go and work out in the gym? Um, yeah, I, I usually take extra hours to go to the gym. Um, I find that it helps me a lot. Also, in terms of, I, I find that I'm not really stressed out a lot, usually because um, I think I go to the gym and it exhausts me so much that I just go to bed. <laughs> just, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I take my extra hours to go to the gym. I, I bike a lot. I love to bike. Um, I, I used to live downtown, actually, all the way in Battery Park, and I used to bike up to SAB on 65th Street every morning and bike, bike down every night. Before so class? Before class, yeah. Day? Oh, my god. It was that Hallelujah Junction preparation, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I, I love, I, I have to work out. I feel like it, it really helps me out, also partnering-wise, too. And just, could you say a little bit about what was different between the first performance of the Party Crew and the one last night, I guess, that we had, in terms of what, how you changed things? Because it was, yeah. obvious, but I could see that things had changed um, I, the first show, I, it was just a matter of getting through it. So I think I, I had to conserve a little more. Um, but the second one it was my last one. So I just mm-hmm. went all out. <laughs> I went all out. And, um, I, I've, I've seen some clips of myself. So I was like, okay, I can make this cleaner. I can make this look a little more nice and easy. So, um, I worked on those things in my rehearsals. Um, I took a few things a notch down, and then I, I raised some things up, go a little harder in those things. Like, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I think I changed those, those a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a non-ballet question. Of course. Okay. I heard your first name pronounced Roman and Roman. I d- I d- you can pronounce myself. it any way you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really easygoing. Um, uh, my, uh, my parents call me Roman. And but a lot of a lot of people call me Roman, and um, I don't mind it. I like <laughs> it. <you know. laughs> right here. Uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about the Russian aspect of your training and what it might bring. You know, because you have yeah. the balancing refinement, but there's a virtuosity which I, mm-hmm. I think it gives you, which sets you apart. The right? yeah, the the thing I really loved about Russian ballet growing up was watching them and they weren't necessarily the cleanest dancers mm-hmm. a lot of those russian if you look at back in the 70s uh, vladimir vasiliev mm-hmm. yuri vladimirov all those great uh, alexander vetrov was he was one of the cleaner ones but it was all about you know showing off mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know and i and i and i like that aspect of the russian dance and um i felt like i took a little bit of um the uh 
I guess you could say the bravura, the um, the presentation of uh, Russian male dancing, and I, I like to think that I I took that with me mm-hmm. to SAB. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, and I think it's a good mix mm-hmm. yeah, too. Definitely. We think so too. <laughs> <laughs> One more in the back. Yeah. My mother's background, yes. Um, she studied at SAB, and um, she ended up. She went to Chicago to study with Maria Tallchief, and so I got. I think I got the best of both worlds there with my my dad coming from George Balanchine and my my mother coming from Maria Tallchief, and both her classes are mm-hmm. very uh, very tough, and my mom's is very very clear, and mm-hmm. I think um, like much more slower than my dad's. My dad is very very quick and my mom is nice and slow and really technical mm-hmm. and um so my mom's background yeah she was in um chicago she, she was she was in the, the school there and uh she got into the i she got into the company and she started uh dancing roles like firebird she did firebird george balanchine's firebird when she was 18 Co- and Coach um ben drum maria. robbins afternoon of a fawn did maria work with her on that yes of course she original. did yeah. yeah and um Balanchine actually came, I think, and uh, my mom was very nervous. She, she, she <laughs> said, um, but yeah, she, she got to do a lot of beautiful things. What's the best piece of advice your parents have given you about ballet? Um, you're only as good as your last performance. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I was also yeah, you're only as good as your last performance. I was going to say that if you want to see the most beautiful pas de cheval you've ever seen in your life, which oh. is a, a step like this, yeah. Um, it's his mother's. <laughs> oh <my laughs> She's beautiful. Uh, it's Kurt Froman posted on his Instagram. Yeah. It's this great Instagram that has all like Bunhead Heaven, mm-hmm. tons of, I'm on of great yeah. clips. <laughs> yeah. And in honor of Roman coming for this festival, he said, oh, here's a little clip of um, Roman's mother with Maria Tallchief. So Maria Tallchief is sitting there explaining how Balanchine wanted this step done. And then his mom is doing it the most beautiful, articulate way you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it's incredible. It's, uh, at Kurt Froman, you can yeah. find <laughs> Roman's mother. And my mom <laughs> had the most beautiful feet. Yeah. And she would use it with her hands first, and her foot would do the exact same thing as her hand. Right. Ah. It was just like, and I felt like she was always showing off to me in class. Like, yeah, look at my feet. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I always felt a little attacked, but she's, <laughs> but she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love her. Any mm. other Great. questions? So I think we've learned one thing here today is that ballet is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Roman. We I really appreciate you. it. I hope everyone comes out tonight to come see Roman and William Tell. It's got, it yeah. promises to be every bit as thrilling as Chai Pa was last night. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this special episode from the Vail Dance Festival. While we are here in Vail, we will be recording live events like this one and recording interviews with festival artists. Subscribe to Conversations on Dance through Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to be notified when new content from Vail is published. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for behind-the-scenes content. This episode was brought to you by the Town of Vail, a sponsor helping to host the Vail Dance Festival in our community. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.